So when I see the rumbles of discontent, as they call them, from Debo Samuel, I get it. The market has exploded for wide receivers. The problem is the CBA limits their options. The teams have the leverage. They can't go anywhere. They won't go anywhere. And it's really up to the team. And if the team wants to do a deal with them, it's not going to be $20 million a year. Hey there, boys and girls. Welcome to another edition of the Business of Sports with Andrew Brand. I'm your host, Andrew Brand. We are ably produced by one Brian Neal. And the musical producer, that song you hear below me is by my son, Sam Grant. We are presented, as always, by DraftKings. I've got a rant for you. We've had some great guests the past couple of weeks talking about the hot issues, current events, what's going on. And Joe Pompliano last week talking about all these sports business spaces, some of them that I don't talk about that he's really gotten into with crypto and F1 and his path. Now it's a rants, rants, rants podcast for you. I've got a few things. We're going to start in college sports, then to get to a couple issues in the NFL as this off season goes along, which I thought are really interesting. Okay, let's get right to it. So NIL is the first topic. And it's interesting, I'm talking to you about this today on Tuesday, April 19th, because the past couple of days, including today, I'm giving my oral exams to my students at Villanova, sports business class, and they have to present to me all about a name image likeness, go back to the legal landscape, the Alston case this summer, what's happening, the issues of collectives and directives, tax impacts, uh, foreign athletes impacts, impacts of legislation, state law, federal law, NCA, where's the regulation going? And basically, I start with this, and I've used this phrase the last six months, we're in the Wild West. Like, name image likeness is a good thing. If the NCAA recognized a few years ago, we have to allow student athletes to do things that other students can do, such as YouTube, start a business, do shout outs on Instagram, do shout outs for Cameo. And it sounds so innocent. And then we hear about some of the deals coming out where Kenny Pickett of Pitt takes out his lineman to a steakhouse once a week. Isn't that sweet? Isn't that nice? We hear about people in Utah at BYU putting together something that pays all the players, including the walk-ons. These are nice stories. Then it gets a little bit more business-like. We hear about big deals for DJ Lagulai of uh, Clemson, Dr. Pepper before the season starts. And of course, he didn't have a good year. And then we get into some of the more real issues like Quinn Ewers, the star quarterback from Texas, who they don't allow an ideal for high school quarterbacks in Texas. So he goes to Ohio State where he doesn't really play, but he enrolls. He can get a million two of NIL deals with memorabilia company. Then he goes back to Texas when he's a college student now to get NIL money there. But there's an article in The Athletic today that really points to all of the abuse that's coming out now. And we don't even know if it is abuse, just something I want to put out there. So now it's become an auction, right? Now it's become your top college high school players, top college football players, and basketball are really going for the price. And again, it's capitalism 101. People can complain about it. I know everyone jumps into the coaches when they say things about it. But my question is going to be at the end here, where is the end? You know, where is this going? Because here's what's going on. In the article, it talks about a, a lineman going for a million over three, a wide receiver going for two million over four. Listen, these are like NFL deals. These are like real deals. And what's happening is in the recruiting process, what's my deal? 
if you're a player, if you're an agent, I mean, if you're an agent for a player, which they're allowed to have, if you're a family, what's the deal? And remember when, <laughs> when Terrell Pryor was getting dinged for uh, selling memorabilia or, or tattoos. And remember Reggie Bush losing his Heisman for agents paying off his, his uh, house for his parents. I mean, come on. We are now in a different age, the trend, the inflection point for college athletics. Now, is it a good thing? Well, it's not, you know, the whole thing about NIL, and this is even the Austin case, the Supreme Court case that came down in June, right before NIL started July 1, is that, yeah, I mean, it's given these athletes rights, but now it's a whole different thing. And the whole idea was don't use it for recruiting. It's not inducements, but now it's all about recruiting. And even when the Florida bill passed, the governor DeSantis said, hey, now players are going to come to Florida, not Louisiana or Alabama. They're going to... That was it. It was all about recruiting. So it is all about recruiting. And for the big time in NIL, this has become an auction. What's your deal? And there's a note in the athletic article today that's not shocking where an, an, an athlete says uh, committed to a school, but then calls the coach on signing day, says, coach, I got to go to this other deal. I'm going to this other school. They offer me $300,000. What can I do? Three hundred. And again, they're not offering $300,000. They're saying, if you come here, the collective, which I'll get to in a second, is going to get you $300,000. So schools aren't allowed to pay, but collectives are forming everywhere. And they have these fancy names, Penn State Success with Honor, Clark Street Collective. Every school is doing it, including the school I work at, Villanova, just to compete. And it's donors, it's boosters getting together with their mutual collective funds and funding name, image, likeness so that they're not at a disadvantage to other schools doing the same thing. This is where we are in college sports right now. You have to have collectives and collectives are ways to pay athletes. There's supposed to be a quid pro quo. What's the quid pro quo? What do the athletes have to do? Show up at birthday parties. The Hook'em with Horns Collective at uh, Texas, where the offensive linemen each get $50,000 for doing what? Well, showing up at charity functions. Okay. They're going to get the best offensive linemen unless LSU or, or Houston or Miami or Alabama offers more than 50000 per offensive lineman. So this is where we are. There's no regulation. The NCAA has thrown up their hands. They don't want to deal with it. They leave it to the schools. The schools aren't going to report cheating. It's, going to, it's important to them. The conferences, whatever. And the only restrictions are, hey, you can't do alcohol. You can't do tobacco. You can't do sex products. You can't do gambling. You can't do marijuana. Okay, fine. But that's it. And now it's like the players are getting their money. And I tweeted this. I heard from an agent this week, and I tweeted this out. It's getting a lot of play on, on social media. Is basically... It used to be the agents that would fund these players by the time they'd sign them, maybe before they sign them again, which would be illegal, but everyone knows that happens. And then fund them from the time they sign them, say like November of their year they're coming out through the time they sign with the team, which in July. And now they got NL money. <laughs> agents told me to fund them. So agents are telling me, hey, Andrew, we used to have to fund this. Now boosters do. It's awesome. We're saving so much money. And this is another side of NAL you don't think about. This is happening. So the question is, where's I'm going to ask this to my students, I know, and I have been, is where's it going? How dirty is it? 
where is it going to end? Where's the regulation? So regulation comes from state laws, but a lot of states don't have laws. Regulation comes from the NSA? No. Regulation comes from conferences? Sort of. Regulation comes from schools? Sort of. We got a patchwork of states with NIL, patchwork of states without NIL. Now, federal bills over the past couple of years, lots of federal bills, a Rubio bill, a Chris Murphy bill, a Cory Booker bill, but they didn't go anywhere. And there's bipartisan support. But who's going to get a bill done when Congress is worried about Ukraine and everything else? That's not happening. So there's no regulation. So back to the front. Wild West. I just raised this because I'm re- I'm sort of figuring out where's the end. There's this rumor about $8 million going to a quarterback. It's not Arch Manning from California. He's going to Tennessee, we hear. You know, there's schools selling out. Vanderbilt can't compete in the SEC with money. So what do they do? They say, you can use our marks, our logos. because And they've given that up. Now it's gone. Now it's gone. Now you can't use logos. for Now every other school is going to get into that, give away their logos and their marks. It's an arms race, just like paying coaches, just like facilities. It used to be that. Now it's like, okay. I just raise it. I don't have answers. I think the answer is some kind of regulation. And maybe it becomes a salary cap. Maybe it becomes collective bargaining. Then we're talking about all the issues with athletes and have to uh, be treated as employees. And we already have tax issues. I'd say 80% of these athletes getting money or even merchandise over the last six months They don't know you have to report this. Now, the IRS won't spend a lot of time on this, I don't think, looking into these deals. But are these athletes even reporting this? And foreign athletes can't get money, but they get around it by signing in their home country. I mean, everybody's looking for an angle here. Agents are involved in this. And agents that couldn't get into pro sports are saying, hey, this is a way into college sports. And brands are looking to agents to function to fashion deals, like make sure if the guy transfers, we're still protected. Here we are. It's a new world or an inflection point of college athletics. What's the answer? We'll keep talking about this. I mean, I just want to raise it here. It's a day where I'm asking all my students about it. And that's where we are. NIL. NIL is transforming the way we look at college athletics. Now word from Athletic Greens. This is a product I use all the time. I started taking it because I'm always worried about getting enough greens in my diet, even though I eat healthy. Everyone knows I'm really into fitness, but AG allows me to just sort of do it without worrying about it, not thinking about it the rest of the day. It's a micro habit. It's got a lot of big benefits for me. I can do it every single day, take good care of myself. It's, uh, you know, instead of a multivitamin, it's just high quality ingredients. Your body supports it, better sleep better recovery, better mental clarity, better alertness. It's the one thing that AG uses the best products and the best science, and it costs less than $3 a day. It's cheaper than getting it through supplements. And I just like it. Athletes take it. Trusted health experts take it. A guy listening to podcasts turned me on to it. Tim Ferriss has been around his podcast and others for years and years. And you're investing in an all-in-one nutritional insurance, which I like. So right now, reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially we still got flu and cold season out there and, of course, COVID. So make it easy. AG is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your purchase, first purchase. All you have to do is go to athleticgreens.com slash BOS. That's business with sports. Again, athleticgreens.com slash BOS. Take ownership over your health. 
pick the ultimate daily nutritional insurance AG1. Okay. And I want to talk about some receivers that are making a little bit noise. Rumbles of discontent in the offseason. I always call the offseason me time, as you know, as opposed to we time when we get into the season. But we've got some noise out there. From Debo Samuel of the 49ers and A.J. Brown with the Titans and maybe Terry McLaurin with the Commanders. These are top young receivers. And I get it. Here's what they see. They see the wide receiver market exploding. Deals for Tyreek Hill, deals for Christian Kirk, deal for Devontae Adams. And the wide receiver market used to be barely above 15 a year. Now it's getting into the 20s, even the mid-20s per year. And these guys are making $1, $2 million a year on the fourth year of their rookie contracts. It's a problem for them. And they're, they understand. They see it. So they want out and not they want to get addressed. They want upgrades. And they're, you know, the age of scrubbing your Instagram account. Supposedly that was done by A.J. Brown with the Titans stuff. Supposedly done by Debo with the 49ers stuff. Here's the way I look at it. This is another product of the CBA rookie pay system. With the CBA, if you're drafted, which, of course, these guys are second and third round picks, you have to sign a four year deal now. After three years, the team's allowed to renegotiate, but they don't want to. That's what I'm gathering. Why they would they scrub their Instagram? Because they've probably been told by the teams they're not going to do anything. In other words, the teams are going to leverage this low pay of the rookie contract and deal with free agency when it comes next year, maybe through a franchise tag, maybe not. But why are the teams going to jump in at a huge number? Now it's up to 20 a year for these kind of players when they can have them for a million dollars a year. So this is the continuing value of rookie contracts. Players like Debo Samuel and A.J. Brown are making 15, 18, 20, 22 million a year. But those players had more leverage. Of course, Adams and Hill were products of trade. And the only way where they're going to go into trade is get a big new contract. Christian Kirk is a free agent. Allen Robinson, free agent. So some of these players are making deals based on their leverage. Debo, AJ, Terry McLaurin, they have no leverage. What is their leverage? They're going to miss the offseason? Who cares? I mean, I'm a front office guy for 10 years. I didn't care when players miss the offseason, especially if they're good players. Get, you know, They're secure in their spot, so give other players opportunities. Let them run around. Let them get reps. So that's a way to look at it. Now, it all depends. Are the teams negotiating with them? Fine. Then it's devil in the details. Those guys aren't going to be able to get those contracts of other guys I mentioned because they're stuck in these rookie deals and they're only making a million dollars, which gives the teams even more leverage because the player is going to want to jump in and say make 15 a year compared to one this year. But then the rest of the deal favors the team. We'll see what happens there. But at the end of the day, <laughs> the teams have the leverage here. What are the players going to do? Are they going to miss mini mandatory minicamp? Okay, fine. Are they going to miss training camp? Well, CBA gives them another weapon. CBA says, hey, if you miss training camp, we're going to take part of your bonus we gave you three years ago. And then you got real problems. And then you might lose a year towards free agency. So all these things are in there. So when I see the rumbles of discontent, as they call them, from Debo Samuel, I get it. The market has exploded for wide receivers. The problem is 
the CBA limits their options. The teams have the leverage. They can't go anywhere. They won't go anywhere. And it's really up to the team. And if the team wants to do a deal with them, it's not going to be 20 million a year. It's going to be a lot less because the team can just say, eh, we're not going to do a deal. The advantage, the, the party in the negotiations that can just say no always has the leverage. Now, the teams can just say no. They got a year left. Do they have to deal with a franchise tag? Maybe. Sure. So what? <laughs> it's a year from now. A lot can happen. All right. Now a word from Omaha Steaks. Spring is here. Let Omaha Steaks make it easy to stock up on all your grilling favorites. Visit omahasteaks.com, enter Brandt, that's my name, all caps, B-R-A-N-D-T, into that search bar, order the Spring Grill Pack today. You can save 50%. You'll get four Omaha Steaks burgers, four boneless chicken breasts, all free with your order. The package has it all from the butcher cut filet mignons to delicious caramel apple tartlets. Omaha Steaks delivers perfection in every bite, every single time. And back order back each order with our 100% satisfaction guarantee. Visit omahasteaks.com, type keyword Brant in that search bar. Order today. There's a reason why Omaha Steaks has been the leader of gourmet steaks and food for over a century. No one, I mean no one, comes close to matching their flavor, tenderness, and value. I got a pack of them. We eat for different things. I love things that aren't even their meats. I love their chickens. Visit omahasteaks.com, keyword brand, B-R-A-N-D-T, all caps. Order the Spring Grill Pack today. Omaha Steaks, enter brand into the search bar, order the Spring Grill Pack. You'll save over 50%. You'll get four Omaha Steaks burgers and four boneless chicken breasts free with your order. Best steak of your life, guaranteed. My last rant is back to that rookie pay system because I want to talk about a couple quarterbacks who are a little older than the players we just talked about. Kyler Murray has put in three years. He, like those players I mentioned earlier, wants a new deal. And it looks like, again, the team has said, no, we're going to wait. I've talked about Murray before because he made noise earlier scrubbing Instagram. But Murray has no options. And basically, it brings up this whole idea of, are you better off not paying top price for these positions? The Packers and Chiefs have really decided that they got (coughs) Devontae Adams and Tyreek Hill at the top of market and let them go. Now someone else is paying them the true top of market. They're going with draft choices and cap space. Will that ever happen with a quarterback? The Cardinals may be the one to see if it happens. Maybe they squat on Kyler Murray. We'll see if he shows. Again, if he stays out, fine, which he looks like he's going to do in the offseason. If he stays out of minicamp, fine. If he stays out of training camp, Big problem for him, take back money from the bonus, reduce his options in free agency, et cetera, et cetera. You know, the most valuable position in the in the NFL is a quarterback on a rookie contract. The Cardinals are taking advantage of that. Looks like they're taking advantage of it more. The Browns did this last year with Mayfield. Mayfield was compliant, even though he's not this year. Uh, will Murray be as compliant? Probably not. But that's the issue. So back to the rookie pay system. Kyler Murray's making $4 million a year. Similarly situated players are making thirty to $35 million a year, maybe $40 million a year. Look at all the value that Cardinals get out of that. Cardinals are not going to give that up. They're going to watch them another year. And then they have an option year after that. And then they have franchise tag after that. Again, the continuing gift that keeps on giving 
two NFL teams, the CBA rookie pay scale system. In any rookie, CBA negotiation, one thing that's easy to do is screw the rookies because you have the owners that don't want to pay the rookies. They're embarrassed by the Sam Bradford and Jamarcus Russell contracts and Ryan Leaf. And then you have the players who are usually veteran players that don't want these rookies coming and making more than them. So they screw the rookies. And it doesn't just happen in football and basketball and baseball and hockey, all these sports. Let's take care of us, incoming rookies that are way down the line. They're now in high school or junior high. Worry about them later. The other quarterback veteran side was Derek Carr. He did a big deal this week. It got a lot of notice for four year, three years, 140. No, <laughs> it's a one-year deal, $25 million, and then we'll see. Now, of course, it's unlikely they're going to cut Derek Carr next year or even the year after. But the point of the contract is it doesn't have a guarantee pass this year. And that's the allocation of risk thing I keep talking about. The car has allocated all the risk to himself, or the Raiders have allocated the risk to Carr rather than have future guarantees. I wonder and still wonder if the Deshaun Watson contract is going to have an impact, especially when we get to Lamar Jackson, who has every right to get at, at least the contract that Deshaun Watson did. Now, the, <coughs> excuse me, uh, Derek Carr has none of the bells and whistles of Watson, no full guarantees, no protections. It's basically your old style, traditional one year, we'll see big money uh, quarterback contract. I wrote about this or tweeted about it and his agent reached out and just gave me all the reasons and how he loves the Raiders and he's different. He doesn't think like that and what's best for the team. I get it. You know, I get it. But, but the leverage was there. All these owners, and I'm sure Mark Davis did the same thing, are trying to explain away Watson. He's an outlier. He's an aberration. He had these unique circumstances. But the players and agents have to fight that. They have to fight that. Watson is the president precedent for high-level quarterback contracts. That's it. Now, don't tell me he had the Saints bidding and Falcons. Well, he had them bidding because he had bad conduct and the Texans didn't want him. But, you know, that's going to be an issue going forward. And I want to see, okay, Derek Carr, give him a pass. And by the way, let me just say this in fairness to Derek Carr. His three-year cash flow is great. He's got 100 over three. Compare that to Josh Allen, 95 over three, comparable but lower. And Patrick Mahomes' first three years was 63. First four years is barely 100. So good on that for Derek Carr. But I think what we're seeing here is that Derek Carr is doing the old-style deal. He didn't leverage whatever came out of Deshaun Watson for whatever reason. But we're going to have to see. I just think this Deshaun Watson is a game-changer if – players and agents push it. If they don't, it's not a game changer. Then it does become an outlier. So we're going to see on that. Okay. Quick, informative, I hope, entertaining, I hope, <laughs> and compelling listen, I hope, the Brant's rants for this week of April 8th, 18th. I'm recording it on the 19th. That'll do it for this week's edition of the Business of Sports with Andrew Brandt. If you're not getting my newsletter, jump in right away, andrew-brandt.com. Thoughts, comments, perspectives, insights every Sunday morning to your inbox. If you want even more of me, things like this on a daily basis, go to andrew-brandt.com slash SBL, Sports Business League. Also, the link will be in the show notes, and you can get into the Sports Business League. We meet every week as well. You have daily, you have daily and weekly interaction with me. 
Twitter, Andrew Brandt, Instagram, Andrew Brandt 2, Clubhouse, ADB719, Apple Podcast Rankings and Comments. Truly appreciated. Share this podcast with a friend if you would. I would appreciate that. We all would. We're produced by Brian Neal, music producer Sam Brandt, and I'll be back next week with another edition of The Business of Sports with Andrew Brandt. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus. You can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.